Winter Cow Care Cattle Calls Feeder Cattle Reports crew. Let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Simmental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads of Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Today's Cow Country News is brought to you by Ranch House Coffee. Dave and his crew take care of us. Just head to ranchhousecoffee.com. Sit back and enjoy the news. Our top news story, the fights continue. Tyson Fresh Meats has filed a lawsuit in an attempt to recover losses from alleged false cattle sales and feed costs by a Washington cattle feeder, claiming losses of more than $225 million. Tyson is suing Easter Day Ranches for recovery of assets and has asked for a court-appointed receiver to take control of Easter Day Ranches. In late December, Tyson filed corrected financial results with the Securities and Exchange Commission for its beef segments for fiscal years 2017 through 2020. The report specified that Tyson was reporting misappropriation of company funds by one of its beef suppliers. According to Tyson spokesman Gary Michelson, he says, during a company-held investigation, they learned Easter Day falsified documents to obtain reimbursement by Tyson of more than $200 million in connection with some 200,000 cattle that did not exist. The president of Easter Day Ranches admitted to the scheme and acknowledged that the fraud was initiated to cover extensive commodity trading losses he had experienced. Tyson operates six beef packing plants in the United States, including one in Pasco, Washington, that has a daily slaughter capacity of 2,300 head. Now, in international news, the Biden administration will review all national security measures put in place by the former administration, including the U.S.-China Phase 1 trade deal that was signed about a year ago, January 2020. Now, according to Reuters, they report that when asked if President Joe Biden Viewed the deal as still in effect, the press secretary, Jen Psaki, I believe is how we pronounce her last name, told in a White House briefing, everything that the past administration has put in place is under review and it relates to our national security approach. So she says, I would not assume things are moving forward. Saki said the Biden administration was focusing on approaching the U.S.-China relationship from a position of strength, and that means coordinating and communicating with our allies and partners about how we're going to work with China. Trump signed the Phase 1 trade agreement with China in January of 2020, easing a nearly 18-month trade war in which the U.S. and Chinese goods worth hundreds of billions of dollars were hit by a kind of a tit-for-tat tariffs, slowing trade between the two world's largest economies. Now, under the deal, Beijing promised to boost purchases of U.S. agricultural and manufactured goods, energy, and services by $200 billion above the 2017 levels over two years. But its purchases fell short last year in 2020. Now, no comment was immediately available from the White House on whether the Biden administration was actively considering withdrawing from the interim trade deal. And no comment 
on whether they were going to circle back around or not. And that, dear friends, are the biggins that are making the headlines in our cow country news. Today we weigh them up and give a sale barn report from one of my barns, Pratt Livestock in Pratt, Kansas. From their January 28th sale compared to the previous week, they called feeder steers 2 to $7 higher, feeder heifers 2 to $6 lower, slaughter cows and weigh-up bulls, they called them 3 to $8 higher. Now some specific weights, a fancy set of steers coming in at 610 pounds at $1.58 and a half. A big group of 720 to 741 weights at $1.34 to $1.44.5, 758 to 796 weights at $1.31 to $1.41 and a quarter. Some fleshy cattle, 848 weights coming in at $1.29, and then the heaviest cattle that they had last week on the steer side, they had 976 to 995 weight steers at $1.2475 to $1.2685. On the heifer side, a fancy set of heifers coming in at 607 pounds, at $1.38, they count this group fleshy weights in at $7.38 to $7.42, at $1.23 to $1.23 and a half. The heaviest heifers that they had at Pratt Livestock last week, $9.27 weights coming in at $1.2375. On to the way up cows, the breakers from 59 to 68, the cows that cowed lean from 47 to 49, and the way up bulls from 78 to 92. Now, crew, make sure you join us each and every week right here on Ranch It Up as we give a different sale barn report. Now, if there's a sale barn that you want to hear from, just give me a shout. 707-RANCH-20, 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-O. Fire me an email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Find me on social medias. I'm combing around everywhere. Fire me a Facebook message as well. And while we're talking about messages, be sure to let me know what your events are coming up in this year of 2021 from bull sales to conventions, and we'll put it on the Tigger Tour 21 calendar. Up next, winter cow care, easier said than done sometimes, my friends. Stick around, ranch it up. We'll be right back. You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. Today's cattle battle is brought to us by the American Semental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. 
Maximize your cowherd's potential with genetics that work. Time for a change? Time for Semental. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. Winter cow care. Sounds like just a walk in the park, right? Well, it's just a tick more than when it gets cold out. You give your cows a little additional hay and, and you cake them and then you go away. Hence the battle. Winter cow care is so very different based on geographic region, time of year, the type of weather pattern that a person may or may not be having, not to mention, are we close to calving those girls out? Are the critters young? Are they old? Now it now just got to take more complicated. Dr. Mark Hilton is a technical consultant on the beef team for Elanco Animal Health. He's with me today to help me sort through this and to make it more manageable. Dr. Mark, thank you for joining us. Winter cow care is a it's 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 a it's a big topic with lots of different moving parts. Oh, ab- absolutely, because it has everything to do with a healthy herd and a profitable business, right? This this decision that you make going into and I'm just going to speak. I've practiced in two states, Iowa and Indiana, so I can't talk about practicing or running a cow herd in South Georgia because I don't have any experience. You know, the the producers that are listening to this, if they want specific details on their area, need to sit down with their herd health veterinarian and talk about it. You know, what 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 are the keys for me? But to me, key number one is don't fight nature. Uh, my partner in uh, veterinary practice in Iowa, Dr. Bill Spear, said two things happen as my clients get older and wiser. He said they put a roof over their handling facilities and they calve later in the season more in tune with nature. And I just laughed because, you know, I grew up on a small beef farm and we calved in the winter. We were calving in February and the cows had to go inside of a barn. And, you know, once my dad had to do more of the work and the, you know, my brother and I weren't as much, then the calving season got a little later in the year. So, you know, don't, don't fight nature, you know, really stand back, look at your operation and say, is, is this really what I need to be doing? Because if you have to calve in February to sell heavy calves, maybe that means, hey, instead of selling calves right off the cow, let's wean them a little earlier, let's background them a while, and let's put two and a half pounds a day on them instead of the one pound they're gaining at the end of their, mm-hmm. you know, their nursing season. So this is a system that you need to look at. No one, um, myself included, can give a linear specific recommendation. Here's what you need to do Mm -hmm. because everything needs to fit within the system. You know, I always say cows need to get up every morning, look around and go, you know what? This is a pretty darn good place to live. Cows live in nature. And so we need to develop the kind of cow that fits in in that nature. And we need to program her calving season so that it's a reasonable time of the year for her to have a healthy calf that gets off to a great start and she gets rebred on on time. And doing those two things in different parts of the country, you you have to sacrifice one to get the other one a, a little bit. And I understand that. So so sometimes you have to you have to compromise. But I think don't fight nature. Fit your cows to your environment is is really really important. You know when you you, you said oh go ahead doc. You said something else that made me think. When I see herds again in the Midwest where I've practiced, 
that have a tough time with cows during the winter, and what I'm talking about is body condition score. The cows are too thin going into poor weather. We have a very tough time in the Midwest putting weight on when we get weather stress in November, December, January. The calves need to be weaned at a time that's, that lets them get off to a good start. That cow, we can put a little bit of weight on her. And getting that calf weaned at you know maybe six months of age instead of seven to eight months of age just gives that cow so much of a head start going into into winter. Doc, let's talk about fitting these cows in a system. Make this system work for you. And let's talk about this economic equation. I've talked, a formula, if you will. I've talked about this before many times, and that is rate times productivity equals profit. I have used this in the cow business. I have used this in manufacturing. We manufacture beef. I've used it in everything. And the important thing to understand, at least in my opinion, is that when we take our calves in, into the sale barn or when we meet that contract, that's the price we're going to get. You know, we've negotiated that if that'd be the case. So that's, that's on the profit side. We can't affect that. We can't change that. But on the other side of the equation, it's the rate and the productivity that we can change. If we bring that down, Doc, we can increase that margin. And that is the name of the game. That's the system. Absolutely. And, and you need to, you know, I'm a big fan of looking at economics of these beef cow calf branches because so many of them, the, you look at the profit and the amount of labor and everything, and it's, it's not enough. Cost of production is so important on the, on the beef industry. I'll read articles that say, Yep, reproduction is the most important thing to profitability on a beef business. That's incorrect. Reproduction is number two. Cost per pound of beef produced. Boom. Cost per uh, cow. Cost, cost is number one because that beef cow is in nature and she needs to be working for you. But if I can decrease my cost of production on the entire herd, that's dollars in my pocket, and the research is rock solid. Number one is cost of production. What is it costing you to produce a pound of wean, wean calf? Number two is what's your preg rate? Number three is what's your weaning rate? Not your weaning weight, your weaning rate. How many calves did you wean? Because all of those things are really, really highly correlated to profit in the, in the beef business. Dr. Mark Hilton, I so very much appreciate the time. Dr. Mark went on to say that he understands that every operation is different, has different goals, has different feedstuffs available to them. Calving dates, for example, may be needed given a certain situation, but it's that situation that he is encouraging producers to look at and see if there is a different way that will reduce the expense side of the equation that we were talking about and hence increase the profit margin side, all right? Now, on my place, we look at pounds of beef produced per acre. In doing so, we're able to take in all the numbers from expenses to weaning weights to establish exactly what our herd and cow and land efficiency really is. Great stuff, Dr. Mark. He will be joining us down the road when we visit about his philosophy of teaching, education, and learning. Go Nowhere crew, we have the market update and my famous last words coming up when we come back. I love this time of year. It's busy, exciting, nerve-wracking all in one. And 
now that we're getting ready to run those Kievs across the scale, ask yourself, is it really working? Did it really work? It's not about pounds. It's about profit. Sim and Sim Genetics, the science breed. The science of genetic improvement is at the core of the breed's existence, period. Profit through science. That's Simmental. It works. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFDTV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN. Shaley, you sent me a text message prior to uh, over the commercial break, and you said, Tigger, we got to roll. I don't have time to fiddle around. So you said there's lots to talk about. I'm going to turn the mic your direction. I agree with you. Lots and lots has been happening in the marketplace. And a lot of good stuff, too. Absolutely. I'm glad that we uh, get the opportunity to chat today because this is our job, and it's so fun when we have exciting news to share. So, Let's just jump on in. I mean, last week it was it was an eventful one. We saw a lot of dips and dives and turns throughout the futures market. We saw a dynamite trade throughout the cash cattle market. We came out with another cattle inventory report. We welcomed a new month and holy smokes, let's mm-hmm. not neglect to mention how beautiful these box beef prices are. And you know what? I know that there's a lot of folks out there right now looking to sell their last of their feeder cattle before they get into calving. And I right. think they were treated pretty well last week considering that we saw corn prices get to the levels that they were by the end of the week. So I'm going to start you at the top of the market, as always, with your cash cattle trade, because it's one of my favorites. So oddly enough, you know, Tigger, you and I sit and we talk and we say it's so hard for the cash cattle market to a lot of the times kind of hold out for the best that the market has to offer because we are people and we're, we're you know what, naturally we get anxious and we sell out early before we can see the, the fullest, ripest harvest that our crop has to give us. And so a lot of the time um, we see fat cattle trade as early as Wednesday, sometimes as early as Tuesday, but a lot of times it's wrapped up by Thursday. Last week, we didn't see the bulk of the week's trade develop until Friday. It was absolutely phenomenal. Cattle in the Southern Plains traded live for $1.10 to $1.13, mostly at $1.13, which is considered $3 higher. And in the Northern Plains, the dress cattle sold for $1.74 to $1.81, mostly at $1.78, which was also $5 higher. And I just want to make note, because we cannot squander this opportunity and this accomplishment, whether you're a chart person or whether you're just in the blood, sweat, and tears of the cash market, I want folks to know that the last time the live cattle market on average traded for more than $1.12 was eight months ago, May 30th, 2020. So this was a big, big, big overcoming for feeders, excuse me, for feedlots. Because you know what? They had worked so hard throughout the second half of 2020 to market their cattle to the best of their abilities, but they were just constantly fought with supply pressure. So it's super exciting to see that market eclipse those resistance levels and for them to have that opportunity to trade higher. Now, there was a little bit of pressure come Friday because we had our cattle inventory report. And the report came out, thankfully, bullish as we anticipated. But there was some drama following the report because they made revisions to what had happened in 20. 
uh, in years past. And so nevertheless, I'll just keep it short and sweet on the cattle inventory report. We are still on the regression, which means there's going to be less calves to market, which means that hopefully we're going to be able to see higher profitability on the cow-calf sector. And that's the biggest takeaway for that report. So I don't want to leave you before I talk about box beef prices or our estimated weekly slaughter. It was so exciting because, you know, we chatted before, Tager, that um, in regards to slaughter, we've kind of been falling behind what 2020 had accomplished. And we're 2021, so we went bigger and we went better. Well, last week we did exactly that with a big, hearty, healthy Saturday slaughter. We were able to equip, uh, eclipse 2020 levels and get into um, uh, basically levels in which the market had yet to overcome. So that's really exciting. And the market was basically able to do that because of these stellar box beef prices. Now, that's not to say that we're moving a lot of product because last week we only moved 528 loads. But listen to these prices. Last week, Choice Cuts averaged $2.30. That was up $11.19. And Select Cuts were up $2.19, which was up $10.58. So huge accomplishments all throughout the week. And I'm so excited to be here with you and report that because you know, Tigger, cattlemen have kind of had a had a tough run and a tough mm-hmm. goal, but you yeah. know what? They're resilient and they come back into 2021 swinging and fighting and scrapping for more. And you know what? It, it kind of uh, it was like a good old um, a good point guard playing basketball. You know, he got his little juke in there and then he ran down and he got the slam dunk anyway. But that's how January <laughs> felt. And I'm not a basketball person, but my husband is. So I, I, that was a real hard stretch for me. But that's how 2020 felt, or excuse me, 2021 felt so far. Because, you know, we came into January with all these expectations, but then we were met with hardship right away. You know, we weren't seeing the prices of feeder cattle that we needed. But then towards the later part of January, the first part of February, boom, it came. So let me get you your feeder calf prices before I let you go for this, because I just want you to know that there is, you know, a a sunny horizon just around the corner. So last week in Montana, your cat here steer sold anywhere from three to five dollars higher. So your 505 weight sold for $1.66, your 575 weight sold for $1.46, and your 674 weight sold for $1.42. In South Dakota last week, your 575-pound steer cap sold for $1.79, your 620-pound steer cap sold for $1.63, and your 690 weight sold for $1.40. In Nebraska last week, they had a stellar sale all throughout the uh, state. Steer sold anywhere from four to eight dollars stronger. Your five eighty weight sold for a dollar sixty seven. Your six and a quarter weight sold for a dollar fifty five, and your seven twenty weight sold for a dollar forty one. In Texas last week, your five hundred eighty two pounds steer cap sold for a dollar fifty five. Your six thirty weight sold for a dollar forty seven, and your six eighty weight they sold for a dollar twenty eight. In Missouri last week, your five hundred seventy three pounds steer cap sold for a dollar fifty nine. Your six hundred fifty two pounds steer cap sold for a dollar forty seven, and your seven thirty weight they sold for a dollar thirty five. And let's go ahead and wrap up the week in Tennessee. Your four hundred eighty weight sold for a dollar fifty eight. Your five hundred sixty nine pounds steer cap sold for a dollar forty six, and your six thirty weight they sold for a buck thirty. Shaylee, I know you're busy. Thank you so much for the information. Look forward to visiting with you next week. And as always, people wanting some more information, they can catch you on Facebook or go to DTN.com, correct? Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. And if you got any questions, shoot them to Tigger, shoot them to me. We'll be able to circle up with you next week on this uh, on this awesome talk show, and we will get back to you. So thank you, Tigger, and chat later. Mm-hmm. And now, crew, before I say fairly well, a tip of the hat and some famous last words. I tip my hat to you. From one legend to another. Now this one is going to go out to uh, to a, a, a few people, actually. First, Donnie and Trish Faring from North Dakota and what they are doing for some friends. I'm going to have them on the show here coming up real soon. Now, crew, this is an example. 
of how farm and ranch folk, they, they take care of one another and they look out for one another. This is according to Trish. She says, Donnie and I are trying to raise some money for some friends. Misty and Trevor Steak. they've been through more than most families could endure over the, the past several years. And most recently, they lost their barn. Yes, their barn to 92-mile-per-hour winds that ripped through southwestern North Dakota. This was back, let me just give you kind of the exact story here. It wasn't just a wind gust. This was a couple days, crew, of winds that were in excess of 90 miles per hour. Now, on the evening of January 14th, Trevor went outside to check on some lambs. They were lambing at the time. They've got ewes in the barn, like a lot of people in the sheep business. They're lambing at the turn of the year, get the sheep done to be able to move move the cows in that are coming in a month or two later for calving. Now, Trevor, he went out to his barn around midnight, January 14th, to check on lambs, make sure that everything was okay. Then he went out in the morning, about four, five, six hours later, and there was no barn. The barn was gone. So, obviously, it was scrambling to try to take care of livestock, to try to get them safe, to try to keep them fed, to try to clean up after this. And this is where the story takes an amazing turn, is that their friends, Donnie and Trish Faring, are trying to help raise money so Misty and Trevor can get a barn, and they are trying in the process to get a barn back up, to be back in the business, to be able to protect livestock from the elements during lambing season and coming up here during calving season. Now, they started a GoFundMe account that a lot of people are familiar with. And here's what I'm going to say. is, crew, if there's anybody out there that would just like to donate or even has a few questions, the easiest thing I would say, just get a hold of me. I'll get you pointed in the right direction. Just fire me an email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call me and leave me a message. I'll, I'll get back with you, I guarantee it, at 707-RANCH-20. So I'm tipping my hat. Some famous last words, Donnie and Trish Faring. Thanks for what you're doing for good friends, Trevor and Misty Steak. And I wish you all the best of luck. And now that's going to wrap it up for this one. Crew, a big thanks to Dr. Mark Hilton with Elanco Animal Health and Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News. Our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And last but not least, I'm glad y'all came with me one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on all of our social medias at Ranch It Up Show, our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call me 24-7 at 707-RANCH-20. Spread the good word, if you would, please, and join us again next week right here. It's always Tigger Approved. Stay ranchy crew and ranch it up. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama? Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't 
your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business. We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works.